Oh man. How did you do it? Let me, let me give you the breakdown. This is branding, marketing, and content all wrapped into all one. Right. And this is how content in my head should work because it worked. Welcome back, Jason. Well, thank you. How's it going? <laughs> hey, it's going great. Yeah. It's going great. All right. I'm happy to hear that. Um, we're talking true purpose of content with yes. this one. And I know you already mentioned it um, in your own content. And you actually wrote an essay on our mm -hmm. resources page on our website, shift.agency. Um, what do you mean? What is the true purpose of content other than just promotion. Yeah. So the way I describe this to clients and in that essay and, and even on LinkedIn and stuff is I always say content is a branding tactic. And what I mean by that is when you look at content, a lot of people will say, and they use the term content marketing, right? which most people are going to look at content and say it is a marketing tactic. And I, and I get that. I was a marketer for, for many years. I understand it's con like most people see it as content marketing. But the problem in my mind with that is that most people, when they think of, of marketing, they think, and I know there's more, but they think promotional. Right. And so, especially in the B2B space, we get a lot of content then that is promotional content. Here are the five features of this product. Here's what you should be doing here. Here's why you should work with us. Here's what, you know, it's yeah. all this kind of, kind of content. But really for me, it's a branding tactic. And what I mean by that is, the goal of the content really should be to embed your name as a solution in the back of people's minds. Okay. And so really showing them that you are an expert, that you know what you're talking about, um, even getting to the point of being what I say, like be a trusted resource mm -hmm. rather than this promotional machine. Right. Does that, because people could say, well, yeah, I mean, but content is, what it is and yes part of content is being this branding tactic mm -hmm. that you mentioned um but it's also more about lead generation and but like you see like see what i mean like the essence of it is like it doesn't change like don't try to make it something that it's not or that it like you know mm -hmm. or try to rebrand almost the, right. the concept in a way And I, and I get that. And I'm, I'm one, we've had this conversation before of like people coming up with new labels for the same thing. And it's yeah. like, those are ridiculous. And really, I, I think for me, the reason I, I say it's a branding tactic is because when people see it as a marketing content that, or con tactic, let's say, mm -hmm. um, what they do is they do the promotional side, right? You know, and, and it isn't most be, if you look at most B2B content, It sucks. Yeah. Like, like, you know, and, and I can look at websites where it's like, you know, here are the benefits of our, the five benefits of this product, or here are the benefits of this. And here's why you should work with that. Like, that's the kind of content that you see coming out that you, when you search on Google and it pulls up a, 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 a result, like it's all this kind of listicle. Here's the yeah. five things. Here's it. And, and it's kind of boring. It's not helpful. Um, and so for me, it's like helping people to understand that, like when you use content strictly for lead gen, mm -hmm. then it becomes crappy content. Like you almost 
Um, if, if lead gen is the sole source, it becomes crappy content. That's where all of a sudden like sales is telling you, Hey, you know, you didn't, you haven't done something on like, here are the five features of this or, or whatnot. But when you see it more as really what I'm trying to do with my content isn't generate leads, it's to build awareness. It's to right. grab attention from the right people. This is the, the, the paradox that happens. And maybe that's the wrong term, but this is what happens is. When you focus on the leads, you don't get as many leads because it's crappy content. Right, right. When you focus on, <clears throat> I just want people to see me as a resource. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you generate the leads because you're, you're creating content that isn't like, here's why you should work with us. It's let me teach you how to do this yourself. Right. And so I kind of have this phrase that I've used and I've used it for years of like, um, what I, my content strategy and, and our strategy at shift is we're going to teach you to do for yourselves what you could pay us to do for you. Right. And the reason behind that, like some people will look at me and be like, dude, I don't want to give away all my secrets because then they won't work with me. Yeah. But let's be honest. When was the last time, Steph, that you looked at a LinkedIn post that you were like, oh, this is really good. You stopped everything you were doing. You wrote that down and then you took action on what you read and you didn't just scroll to the next post to, to like and comment. Uh, that is exactly where I was going with this, uh, with, with like that I was going to say is never. Right. Right. And on top of that, I've had this shift also in the way I consume content where for me, and this is almost contradictory to what we've been doing and what mm -hmm. we're doing and, and your principles of like give away for free. And then like, they'll, they'll ask you to do it for them, uh, for money. Um, because it involves like giving out all the value, not all the value. Of course, you're, 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 you're holding some of it. Um, and it's educational content that engages a lot of future buyers and makes them aware of something they're going to need in the future, or they know they kind of need, but they're not sure where to start or where to look. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is, this is all great. Right. Now, for me personally, as a consumer, I'm starting, especially on LinkedIn, I'm starting more and more to just almost roll my eyes, but also like just, just scroll past in a way. Uh, so you might be, not be happy to hear about this, like, <laughs> but I'm really like what I'm trying to focus on way more is just like creating that lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Not talking about random selfies or whatever. Just talking about like, how can I generate either an, an emotion or a feeling or a connection? Uh, that's with storytelling. That's with um, uh, sharing your origin story or whatever it is. Uh, the authenticity behind it. Uh, not to be too like top level stuff. Right. Um, but that, those are things that help generate that that impression and help me stop scrolling. Basically, it, I do still have people that I trust as credible sources of information, and when I am looking for something, I'll go there. But most of the time, and I, now I get to ask you the question: mm -hmm. I don't go to LinkedIn if if I'm like, I wonder how I don't know. Stupid example: I wonder how you write a blog post. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go to LinkedIn for that. I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to Google it. So on LinkedIn, yes, you can use a lot of that educational uh, how-to, but it does get old, in my opinion. Okay. What would you have to say? So 
kind of two things because you, you, you kind of said two things there that I want there to two things. address. So correct. Most people don't jump on LinkedIn and it's like, I want to learn how to write a blog post. Yeah. But if I'm already on the platform scrolling and I see someone posting about here's the best way to write a blog post, or let me give you this example. And I, I, right. I know they'll like it. Like we're in the process of building out LinkedIn ads for, mm-hmm. for shift. There's a, a content creator on LinkedIn. Some of you probably know him, Justin Rowe. He's all he posts about is LinkedIn ads, LinkedIn ads. And, yeah. and so his content is literally, here's the test we ran. Here's the results we saw. He'll sometimes give even snapshots of here's what the ad looked like and stuff. Right. You know how many, like it is, this is very rare for me. I have almost every single one of his posts saved. Okay. Like it's very rare for me to click save on a post. Very rare for me to click saved on one creator's like multiple content. Right. But like for me, it's like, I wasn't even thinking LinkedIn ads when I started seeing this and I'm like, Hmm, at some point I'm going to want to run That's LinkedIn ads. And he's doing it well and he's seeing results. So I want to, when I'm ready to buy, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, or when I'm ready to start this myself and try it myself, I want to have all, it's almost like a, uh, in marketing, we call it a swipe file. Like, Hey, this is a great idea. Now swipe file is more, um, I want to take this great idea and use it in some other way. But for me, it's like, I try to, when I find resources like that, that it's like, Hey, this could help me in the future. I save it. I end up putting it in my notes so I can easily find it. But so for me, it's more of, of that. Yes. I'm not jumping on LinkedIn to be like, how do I do LinkedIn ads? But what's happened now though, for me is I know that there's a creator on LinkedIn who talks about LinkedIn ads. So when I, when I'm ready to start, I know to go to his content and consume it. And when I'm ready to say, I don't want to do this myself. I want to, I want to pay someone. You're going to pay that guy. like, Like, and he, and no one, there's no one else that I'd even consider yeah. because I've learned so much from him. And right. so for me, that's where, and, and so that was kind of point one, but point two, yes, I get bored of a lot of the how to, especially for me, it's especially the LinkedIn how to, cause it's so prevalent on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but a, a lot of the, <clears throat> the how to stuff does get bored. And so even in a good content strategy, it's this mix of, how to, but also what you mentioned, how do I make a lasting impact? How do I build that perception? And to me, you're, you're proving my point of saying content is a branding tactic. If it's about building a perception, building awareness, making a lasting impact, that is more in my brain and maybe my brain's messed up. I mean, I'm sassy Jason, so it's a little messed up, but, but like to me that falls under branding far more than it does under marketing. Yeah. And really if, to me, like, if you think about it, like there are, are studies, the LinkedIn B2B Institute did this, the Ehrenberg Bass Institute uh, for Marketing Science said this too, like in any industry, 95% of people are not ready to buy, 5% are. Yeah. And where content really makes the impact is on the 95% who aren't ready to buy. Like if I'm ready to buy, your post about, oh, you should build a brand strategy isn't going to be the one that tells me, well, I got to talk to Steph. I just read his post and I'm ready yeah, to buy from yeah. him. Usually, statistically, by the time you reach out to a company to talk to sales or schedule a demo or or get more request more information, whatever that call to action is, 80 to 90% of the sales decision has already been made. You've narrowed it down to about three people. 
you know, you've researched their website and now you're ready to buy. Um, or are you ready to to talk to sales, but you've narrowed it down to to yeah. three to four, you know, whatever that yeah. number is. No one, no one's gonna go like, oh, there's a guy I've never heard about. Right. I think I'm ready to buy his services. Right. Yeah. And so for me, content is the 95%. It's you're not ready to buy. You don't, you might not even know you have an issue yet, but I'm gonna educate you. I'm gonna make a lasting impression on you. Right. Um, even like some of the prospects on our deals board right now the whole reason they're on our deals board is they're like, I've seen your content, mm-hmm. love your content, love sassy Jason, want to work with you, want to at least right. talk about how much do you guys charge? How do you do this? Like, you know, and so for me, it's, it is a, when it's a marketing tactic, most B2B companies, especially larger companies that have like an internal marketing and sales team, <clears throat> yeah. the goal is MQLs. I want to, See that you want to talk to sales. I'm going to push you to sales. Like that's, that's the goal content when it is treated in that regard of, I want to generate leads with this post ends up being crappy. Right. When you're trying to build awareness, build the impression, build that lasting impact. To me, that's a branding tactic and that hits the 95%. Yeah. Um, right now there's only one thing though, like content can be both. I'm I'm going back to, I'm going back to my, my earlier point of like content is what it is. It is a concept. Like, why are you trying to change it in a way, I guess, which is not necessarily what you're trying to do. You're, right. you're more like, you know, like, Hey, people realize that content is, helps you get remembered and right. recognize remembered and then makes that impression. And so, so right. people want to work with you by from you, um, which I agree with. Um, but it's still like, yeah, dude, like content is a branding tactic when it, when it's targeting the 95% and then it's an MQL tactic or mm-hmm. remote sales tactic or whatever it is when it's targeting the 5%. Right. And that's what it is. Well, and, and maybe, and this is, this is, as you were talking, this kind of thought came to my mind and I was like, what if, and I feel like this is where, where this is heading is you're going to have branding, you're going to have marketing, right. and you're going to have content as kind of its own. It's not really a marketing thing. It's not really a branding thing. It's not really a sales thing. It kind of almost sits as its as its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is like, I mean, even looking at our notes, I was like, it's a branding tactic was going to right. be the goal of this. And as you're talking, I'm like, man, maybe like five years down the road, we're going to be saying content is its own thing. Stop trying to sit it in marketing. Stop trying to sit it in branding build an actual content team that sits outside of those departments mm-hmm. and creates the con. All right. Well, good podcast. <laughs> could it be? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could it be? Yeah. So, so let me, let me do this. Um, because this is something that, that we kind of want to do. I want to share with you what we've done with one of our clients and, and how we took them from no one in their industry knew who they were to now they are preferred vendor in their industry. So right. um, this is a company that we've, worked with for seven, some years. Um, when, when I started working with them, they had no, no brand, no marketing at all, no brand. Their website was like a Weebly. So like think Wix, but like worse, um, website. And basically they said, we want to be in the food processing industry. That's where they, they do equipment and the food processing equipment. They're like, we want to be in the food processing industry. Here are these massive, like food processors that we want to get in front of. We can't because in the food processing industry, 
you can't just walk into a plant. There's security. You, right. You're not allowed in if you're not on a list. Mm-hmm. They're like, people are dodging our, our calls. We have seven outside salespeople. We can't, like, we're struggling to get on their list. We realize that, like, they all have these, here's our preferred vendors. And so, like, in the food processing industry, there's, like, 10 companies that own all of the brands that you see in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some of these companies, like let's say a Tyson, they have 90 plants throughout the country, mm-hmm. throughout the U S more worldwide. And so for them, if you want to sell to any of those 90 plants, it goes through corporate. You have to be on this preferred vendor list. So like if you're at plant one, let's say they look at their little, their little software and they say, you're not on the list not even worth talking to you because I can't buy from you anyways. So they, this company came to me and said, we want on those lists. We need to be. Yeah. yeah, We, because that's, that's how we, we work in this industry. And I was like, okay. So how did Jason Vanna do, did it? Oh man. How did you do it? Let me, let me give you the breakdown. This is branding, marketing, and content all wrapped into one. And this is how content in my head should work because it worked. So one of the, the first thing I did was branding. You know, we talk about brand strategy a lot, so I won't go into a lot of detail here, but I sat down, got to know their ideal customers, sat in on sales calls, actually led some sales calls just to get to see what the customers were after, got to learn the equipment, all of that. Next step was, and and came up with the messaging, the differentiation, all of that stuff that we do at Shift. Yeah. I did all that for them. Then the next step was, okay, we need to replace this crappy website because none of these companies are going to trust you with this. So we redid the website. I even helped them come up with almost catalog items. So like it, they are a custom manufacturer, meaning what do you want? We'll build it. How do you market that? That's very difficult, especially when people are used to Amazon where it's like, that's the one I want. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, we need to catalog some of this, did all that, created catalogs, all that kind of stuff. Then I said, next step, what no one else in the industry is doing is actually creating content. Mm -hmm. They just expect people to come to the website, click, I want more and talk to sales. And then it's all sales. And I, in my head, it was like, we're going to flip this. We're going to be a content company. We're going to put out so much content on food processing that food processors look at us and say, you guys know what you're talking about. So we want to work with you. So what that entailed was blog posts. And it was, it wasn't like, here's this smokehouse we sell. Here's what you need to look for. It was all right in a smokehouse. How do you, how do you improve yields in a smokehouse? Well, what does that look like? How do you, how do you slice meat better? How do you marinate better? How do you do this and that? And, And like, so if you were an operator or you were a plant manager that had to buy a new piece of equipment and you don't like, in this industry, they don't understand what's called meat science. Mm-hmm. In other words, most meat of the, science. Yeah, meat science. It's a thing. All right. You, you can go to college for it. Meat I didn't even science. know this before I worked in this industry. Sounds a little gross. But it does. Go ahead. But like, so, so meat science is like, how do you get the the spices to stay in the meat All right. when you go to cook it? How do you make sure that it doesn't like wither up and then you've got not like what's all that? behind it, most operators and food processing plants know nothing Mm -hmm. about it. All they know is I come down here, I push this button on this machine and it does this. And then I move it over here. So what we did is we said, we, this, for this company, we want to be food processing experts. So we started putting out content on like, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you improve yields and stuff? 
crazy thing happened. So there is a company um, called JBS. It is the largest food processing company in the world based out of Brazil. That was one of the targets that uh, our client was like, we want in there because if we get in there, we're almost set. Like they're the biggest one in the world. And we had some of the, some of their brands underneath them start reaching out to us because of the content we were creating. So, um, major break, ma- breakthrough, major, major. And like, so all of these companies that were on the list, all these big food processors started seeing what we were doing, um, through content, through, we also, uh, built relationships with the industry magazines. So that industry is like 20 years behind. They all still, uh, read the same magazine to get all their information and it's still print. It's not, I mean, they have online, but most people still subscribe to the print and they read that. To the point that some of our salespeople have gone in to that company and they've seen either an article or an ad of, of our clients pinned up on their board behind them because they were like, this is what we're after and you guys do this. So it's, it was all this content are the experts at that company are quoted in industry magazines now because we started putting out all this content now some of their competitors who have been in the industry for a hundred years. And this is, this is the part I forgot to mention. This company was in the industry now, maybe 20 years. Okay. Most of their competitors have been in the industry 50 to a hundred or more years. And if you go into any food processing plant, there is a piece of equipment from one of their competitors just because they were the only ones for a while. These are companies that are global. They have like, their, some of their marketing budgets were like 30 million. And I'm like, right. I'm, I'm stuck with like pushing for 250,000, you know, and they're like 30 million. Yeah. But what we did was let's focus on content and let's focus on brand right. and build that, build, build this company as the experts. And what happened was now they're, they're still a client of ours. We handle all of their marketing for them. Um, roughly about, well, it's over 50% of their revenue comes from their website through their content, through, uh, through like these articles that we've gotten them deals in and all that. It all is coming through content and the website where they've trimmed their sales team down to two outside salespeople. Nice. You doesn't know? sound too good for salespeople. It doesn't. <laughs> replaced by content, <laughs> but that's kind of, that's kind of what you have to do nowadays, right? Is find that right balance. And also, right. so you can just like, uh, save on, on operational costs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. just like increase your margins and, and make more money. So you can eventually maybe rehire those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're well, like, you suck. I don't want to rehire you. <laughs> no, of course. But like, it's no, it's, it's very interesting to hear this, this, uh, big success story of, uh, of a client we're still very much working with and, right. and that, that is getting tremendous results. So that, that always feels good. Yeah. Well, let me, let me give you another example. So we, we do ghostwriting, LinkedIn ghostwriting for a client. Yeah. Um, we'll call them client T. Um, and for this client, we've only been doing it four months now. Mm-hmm. And in the last consultation, she said that um, a previous client from 15 years ago saw one of the LinkedIn posts that she had published that we wrote and was like, Hey, reached out to her was like, Hey, we've got this opportunity to work with your company. We want you to build out a quote for us. And we're, we're interested in working with you. 
Now, as of the recording, they're still working on the deal. It's not yes or no yet. If it's yes, it's a $60,000 deal Mm. from LinkedIn content. Now, it obviously wasn't just one post. One post was what a combination of, him. of efforts and of like yeah. consistent efforts, right? With content. Right. And yeah. And, and that's the, that's the real, to me, that's the goal of content is mm. positioning you as the person or the right. company to come to. Um, or as we say it, the only choice that when I am ready to buy, you're the one I'm, I'm turning to. Because I've seen your personality, I've seen your your vision, I've seen your ideals, I've seen the 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 level of expertise that you offer through your content, yeah. and so now I'm ready to. It's almost I, I put it this way: your content should be one of your best salespeople. Yeah, for sure. No, I you agree know with that. And at the very least, like as a as an end word, I guess like the very least, you're top of mind. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into being the only choice. Right. At the very least, with your content, top of mind, people right. recognize and remember you and can associate you with that one thing. Right. And, yeah, you go from there, and that's all growth, I guess. Yeah, and that, and that to me is, it's why I say content is a branding tactic, or really, mm. probably in five years, I'll be like, content's its own thing. Stop trying to right. stick it somewhere, you know, <laughs> is because it, it really is about awareness. It's about being top of mind. And the longer you do it is where you become. And obviously, so for the, the example we gave in here, we built their, their brand strategy. So yes, there's way more to it than just content. But if you do content long enough with a solid brand strategy behind it, you do become the only choice, Eventually, you know, hopefully. Yeah. If yeah. you do it right, it takes time. <laughs> if you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it. so that, that's kind of my thought on, mm-hmm. you know, what, how you should see content and how you should like build out yeah. that kind of content strategy. Well, this was great. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Um, yeah. So I think, I think the, maybe one last thing I'd want to say on, on this is more of a practical thing. Cause we gave okay. examples. We mm-hmm. talked theory. Yeah. Very practically what I would say is like, um, again, and I've said this on other podcasts too, is like figure out what you want to be known for, what level of expertise. So for us with my, with my content, we tend to attract clients who don't really have a marketing, an internal marketing department. Some of our clients have, um, or they only have one marketer who's way overworked and, and can't do everything. And so my content the, like the content that I write or the blog post that I write is geared to people who don't know marketing in order to understand mm-hmm. how to do this, or they don't know content and how do you do right. this? A founder who isn't a, a marketing or branding person. Yeah. And so in order, like you, you made the point, it has to be done right. Yeah. Understand those ideal customers. Really it, a brand strategy and a content strategy are very similar starts with a deep understanding of your ideal customers. And so start there and then build out, should I do blog posts? Should I do LinkedIn? Should I do like all of those kind of granular things? Get all the directions. Yeah. Yeah. Start with who are you trying to reach and what is your competition not doing that you can kind of like ease your way in and be like, hey, Mm. there's a hole here. No one in the industry is doing this. So I'm going to do it. You know, and, and that's, to me, that's the, the purpose of content. Build that positioning and build your brand. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you. Cool. So if you are interested in more information on building a content strategy, we've got free guides on our website, shift.agency. Go check it out.